0: If you've got your Bibles or your devices, whatever you've got, have a look at Hebrews. Um, obviously, we've been talking about faith and um, I've been speaking out of Hebrews 11 and 12. So, I'm going to go back to the chapter before, which is Hebrews chapter 10. And it's a fantastic chapter because it talks about as kingdom people, what we've been set free from, that we've been set free from the power of the law and and that we live under grace. And it talks about, it uses all these concepts that the the Hebrew or the Jewish people would have been familiar with. It talks about a a great high priest and it talks about how that works for us after Jesus died and rose again in, in this new day. And so it says, therefore, after talking about all that, Um, I'm going to have a look at 19 to 25. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most high place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. Now, the reason it says that is his back, before Jesus died on the cross, the only way that humanity could actually get up close and personal with God was, was through a high priest who used to go in once a year to this holy of holies place, and it was a, a great rigmarole, and it was a, it, it was a, it was an incredible thing. But you know, and, and there was a curtain that separated that from everything else. And, and what the writer of Hebrews is saying is, we've got this opportunity because Jesus himself has become the curtain, and he's not restrictive; he's inclusive, and he's saying, come in and connect with me. By this brand new and living way, he opened up for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have this great priest over the house of God, listen to this. This is what I want to really get into this morning. Let us draw near to God with sincere hearts and with full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us... Hold on unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he has promised us for he who has promised is faithful, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I want to start by saying I believe we're better together. I believe you are better together. In fact, I don't believe there was anybody here that was created, especially designed, to fly solo. And sometimes life has a way of doing that, doesn't it? Who's who's ever said, I like team, but I just don't like the people in it? In fact, if you've seen my team, and you know who's in my team, Oh, you know, I, I I love I love the idea of a, of a team thing, but I just don't like working with idiots. If you've ever been in that place, come on! I've got hands, Jesse. We're going to pray for YWAM. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I was out as I am on Saturday mornings, and I was I was I was doing my bike ride, and um. And I actually, I missed the bunch that I normally ride with by, by a minute. And actually, Mark, who's here this morning, we, we connected on the, on, the, on the Bowen Bridge and, and he said, they're a minute in front of us and we're, and we're charging across there. The problem was that, that after that is Grass Tree Hill and, and I knew that we probably wouldn't catch them on Grass Tree Hill. So I stopped halfway up and, and texted someone and said, hey, we're only a minute behind, it'd be great if you stop. But they just said, no, we don't care. LAUGHTER um, didn't answer their message, No call, call somebody who does care. And um, anyway, so I said to Mark, you keep going and, um, and we'll see if we, if we can catch them. So, so anyway, so what it meant was that, that we were, they, were, they were heading to Oakland's. And, um, and we're going up the Mud Walls Road, and, um, and so Mark had got in front of me. So I'd ridden, I'd ridden all the way pretty much from halfway up Grass Tree to, to somewhere up past Campania. I, I finally caught up with, with Mark, and, and then we sort of worked together um, to, we got to Colebrook, and then I said, all right, I haven't got much more time, I'm going home. But what it meant was, and normally in a, in a 100k morning, you ride it in a bunch. And, and it is much easier. Um, but I, I got back and, and I'd, ridden, I'd ridden probably you know 80% of that ride on my own. I'd ridden it solo and, and I could actually feel how much harder it was to ride that solo than to do that in a bunch. Because, you know, when you're, when you're solo, you're doing all the work. When you're, when you're together in a bunch, there are, you know, bike riding's amazing because, you know, the, the, we, we do what we call roll turns. In other words, somebody goes to the front, does the work, and, and everybody else is able to sit in that slipstream, and, and then somebody else rolls through. And, and when it works, it's a beautiful thing. And, and if you're on the front by yourself, it's, it's not. But, but it's, it's a wonderful thing. But you know what? In life, sometimes we think that we've got to be the person always out the front, slogging away, doing it so hard. But you weren't called to be like that. You are called to be part of a family. You'd be called to be part of a body where, you know what, we're going to roll turns. There are are times, I I love what... um yeah, what, what Kate was sharing uh, about, you know, that time in the Connect Group and, you know, I know, I know a little bit more of the history than, and the journey than she shared on that and, and there were times it was flaming hard because Tim was, Tim was always in Canberra and, you know, Kate's Kate's here, and there's family, and there's everything going on, and they're thinking, when am I going to get a job? When's it going to happen? And and it's like, oh, I I feel like I'm flying solo. But you know, at least she had a Connect Group who would roll turns. They, They would say, hey, we're believing for you, Kate and Tim. We're there with you. We are. We're on this together. So what? What a breakthrough it was when they were able to say, hey, Tim's got a job here in Hobart, and it's working because the Connect Group had been declaring that they'd been praying for it. They'd been believing for it when it felt like there was no hope you know that's the sort of thing it means to roll turns what you know when when you're having a tough week and somebody turns up and and puts a you know puts a meal in your hand and says you know i know it's hard or or or, you know you're going through some stuff and and people are texting you say we are with you we are praying and we are standing and, and we are believing you know you are not designed to fly solo i love the language of hebrews it says let us Let us, let us draw near. Let us hold on to our hope. Let us consider, let us consider how we can spur one another on. Let us not give up meeting together. And I can hear you say, yeah, that sounds all right, Dave, but you don't know what I've been through. I mean, people, they've hurt me. Anyone here been hurt by a person? I've been ripped off by people. I've been betrayed by people. I've been disappointed by my car. No, I've been disappointed by people. I've been frustrated by people. Yep, (laughs) welcome to the planet. can we in the few minutes I got left this morning how can you make it work with people how can we make it work with people because we weren't designed to fly solo but the problem is that, that so often out of our hurts and our frustrations and our journey is that we think actually it's just easier to fly solo it's just easier to do it myself. It's just easier not to put myself out there again. It's easier just to sort of bring my life back and get it sort of contained to a point where where I don't have to be so inclusive. Anybody felt like that? You know, I, it's funny, I, I meet with people quite often and, and I was actually just talking to someone this week and, and, and they've just come through a, a really crazy busy season with their work life and and a whole lot of things. And, and, you know, we're just having a cup of coffee and he's saying, oh, I'd just sort of like to simplify my life. I think I'd like to have a smaller house. I'd like to have, you know, sort of no debt. I'd like to, I'd just like to, to bring it in a bit. Anyone felt like that? Because, you know, what, it feels like these things get out of control. And, and another friend of mine, you know, he, 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 was, he, was, a, he was an engineer and had, had a lot going on in his world. And then you know, they, they actually went and they got one of those tiny houses. You know, they, they decided to simplify their life. They, they went back to a tiny house. I know somebody else who said, it would just be easier to live in a tent than a house because sometimes all this stuff just seems too much. Anyone been there? So how, how do we make it work with the staff and people? How, how can we work when we weren't designed to fly solo? In fact, actually you weren't even designed to have to have your life Restricted to small. You are actually designed for large. You are designed for big. And I'm not saying it means you have to have a, a palace or anything like that. But you are designed to have a mindset that actually doesn't live in fear, but a mindset that is an expansive mindset that can reach out and, and can embrace opportunity. So, so how do we do that? I think, I think number one, how can we make it work with people? I think this is a biggie. I um. As a kid I was involved in something called Boys Brigade and I had a, an amazing leader and, and he used to just have all sorts of great sayings and things like that and I was privileged enough to, to, to go and share some of that at his funeral uh, 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 last year. But, but one of the things that he actually used to say was replace I with we and you with us. And often he was, he was a successful business guy and, and often there were all sorts of things he'd been doing and, and he'd done them by himself. But, you know, often he'd, he'd be saying, oh, yeah, and we did this and we did that. And somebody say, oh, who, who did you do it with, Trev? Well, actually, well, no, I, I just don't like using I. Yeah, my wife's with me. We do it together. But, you know, that sense where we say I, it's like you, you put yourself out there as I. But what we actually means that, you know, there is, there is more than you involved. And maybe he could break that down. He, he was a man who, who, who followed God's call on his life. And, and we meant that God was with him. We meant that, you know, the Holy Spirit was part of that business that He was involved in. So I reckon let's replace "I" with "we" and "you" with "us." You know, even if I've if got to come and speak to Jesse about about his attitude towards all those people in YWAM and um, <laughs> and I say, look, Jesse, you know, you've you just you've just got to sort some stuff out, mate. You, you, you. But, but, you know, even, even just when I can say, hey, how can we, how can we, and I, I'm joking because it's not true in the slightest, how, how can we, how can we walk through this? How, how, can, how, can, we, how can we move to a, a, to a different place in this? How can we adjust? It, it, it's so much more embracing than when you say, oh, you, 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 that pointing the finger to saying, hey, we. All right, how, how can we do better together? I think number two, the writer of the Hebrews says, draw near let us draw near. We need to get close to God as individuals and I think we're very good at talking about that but we're probably not so good at doing it. But we're very good at talking, drawing near to God in that, in that, in that time by yourself but we also need to draw near together. So there's a power in both and there are times that God will want to speak to you by yourself and then there are times that you just need others that are around you in that presence of God. And and Kate, again, shared the sense where she'd arrived in Tasmania and arrived at this connect group. There she is with a group of people, doesn't know what they're like. And 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 Lisa actually brings the prophetic word, which was confirming of something that God had already spoken and promised, because you know what? They drew near together. So we've got to draw near to God on our own, and that's really important, but there is a power in drawing near together. And let me share with you about one of my experiences that used to happen all the time in a connect group. I I used to work, um, I don't work anymore, but I used to work, I'm only joking, before you say that pastor needs to have his wage cut. Actually, I I had something really funny, you know how how people can think all sorts of things about pastors. But I'm out out the front there um, during the week and... um, and we still get people turn up at the door and say, "Oh, where's the furniture gone?" And, and I say, "Oh, well, I'll come up to my place, and I'll, you know, you can take away the old fridge." Um, but 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 I was explaining to this couple um, what it was about, and then I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what, what do you do? Yeah, I'm the I'm the pastor here." And, and then um, and then there's this, there's this be- not I don't, there's this beautiful AMG Mercedes that is often parked just there. It's, it's one of the people that, uh, that, that, that operate the restaurants over there. It's, it's a beautiful car. And, and, and the guy looks at me and goes, is that your car? <laughs> I said, I'm not that sort of pastor. <laughs> but hey, we've got a television ministry and you can give. <laughs> and we can all drive AMG's. Before that gets taken out of context, (laughs) (laughs) fix that for me, Andrew. (laughs) Are you in a a tough time? You've probably watched others who have gone through perhaps worse things than you with, with a better attitude and more joy. Has anyone seen that? I've seen it. I'm thinking, oh gee, how could I go through it like that? Well, you know, often, often it is in actually choosing to draw near to God during that time. I'd like to give a, like to give a shout out to Jemima who, who so often stands up here and, and leads us so well and got a, an amazing gift on her life. Well, You know, like the rest of us, Jemima's walked through stuff. And what, what I like about Jemima is that even when, even when stuff at times doesn't make sense to her, she goes back to Jesus. She goes back to Jesus. And, and that's what it means to let us draw near. And, and we've got to do it individually and together. All right, what's the difference between doing it, solo and doing it together? How can we make it work? Number three, I think we've got to hope together. It says, let us hold on to hope unswervingly. And you know, you, can, you can pick up the Bible, you can read the word and you can get a sense of hope. But how powerful is it when, when another three, four, five or six people share that hope and they declare it together? You see, we're going to actually see in in this network of connect groups that bring revival across our city, we're going to see broken people who have got people around them declaring hope and declaring future over their life and, and they walk back into their family, they walk back into their workplace and there is something that has changed in them and they have something to give and they have hope that will see them through whatever they're facing. Let us... Hold on unswervingly to the hope that we've professed, for he who promised it is faithful. Shared hope is powerful. How can we be better together? I like this one, consider. Have I got any male friends here who have ever been told they're inconsiderate? <laughs> Consider and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Consider others. It, for some people it comes more naturally just you know, considering what somebody else is thinking, how they're feeling. For some of us it's an art, we have to learn and we've been working on it all our lives. But you know what, it's a, it's a choosing to have a different mindset where we consider somebody else. And, and that sounds so basic and so sort of like, oh yeah, but gee, it makes a difference. Gee, it makes a difference. When, when you're thinking, oh, well how... I, I've just spent the last 15 minutes, like I do all the time, going on about my week, Have I considered what's going on with the person I'm talking to? Have I considered to ask them how they're feeling or what's happening in their world or what's going on? You see, consider means you actually step back a little bit and you think about the other person. Consider how I can encourage. Consider how I can spur that person on. Consider how I can be part of helping them find God's will for their life. Consider how I can encourage. Consider how I can help them be the person that they were created to be. Alright, number five. How can we be better together? I think this one is so key. And and I sort of have to have a little bit of a a little bit of a laugh. Because I am sure that when this COVID thing happened, the enemy was rubbing his hands together. He thought you beauty. Across the globe, the church can't meet. I have been planning this since the fall. <laughs> you beauty. And what what has happened, you know, I, I heard that on the the first Sunday of the complete lockdown in the UK, and and you know churches across the UK and across the globe scrambled to to try and make online work and find out different ways of connecting. That you know what on that Sunday there, there was something like 30% of the of the population of the UK connected with some sort of religious experience on that Sunday online. What would the normal rate have been? I don't know. I would imagine below 10%. Hmm. And and as it's gone on, you know, there's been challenges with that, but I think there has been a depth that has come through the church. I, I, I think people have drawn near, drawn near to God, and we've actually found that we can't take some things for granted and we've actually placed a much higher value on relationship and connection and out of that has come a power and God is doing something don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing you know many people come to church or connect group and because they feel they need to or they go out of a sense of duty But our motive, or or they go because, oh, I need something, I need something. And, And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we just turn up, oh, I just need something today. But you know what? Isn't it more powerful when we get to a point where it's like, oh, I want to meet because, you know what, I've got something to give. I want to encourage. I want to consider how I can spur somebody else on. You know, we can go to church looking to encourage somebody who needs to hang in there against the tide of discouragement and they will their week will be better because you spoke to them. Come on. But encouraging one another all the more as the day is approaching.